Hey, what's up, everybody? Look, you and I both know that restrictive dieting, copious amounts of high-intensity exercise, and living like a social leper is no longer an acceptable approach to achieving and maintaining the body and health that you want for yourself and your family. We know this because we've been there. The good news is that we're here to show you that there's another way. The problem with how the fitness and health industry addresses obesity, or being overweight, or feeling like garbage is that all the experts tell you it's a food and exercise thing, when in reality, it's a mindset and prioritization thing. We spent nearly two decades in the trenches, learning, coaching, and perfecting real-world solutions to a real-world problem. Join us as we help connect people just like you with the information they need to live their best life possible. My name is Brian Sweeney. My wife, Jenny, and I will be your coaches on this journey. Welcome to the Amplify Network. Hello, hello. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to season three. That's what we're calling it. That's right. We took a little hiatus. Mm, seasons get to take breaks. So do we. <laughs> I have to wait a year for like my favorite TV shows come out. <laughs> I, can, I can do the same with my podcast. I do what I want. I think it's safe to say we just, if we feel like we need to take a break to kind of figure out material that we hope you find interesting. We never really just talk to talk in our personal or professional lives. So we actually put some thought into what we want to share with y'all. I think for me, it's more, it's like, I've got something that, and I'd mentioned this because this is the second time we've tried to record this episode. Um, <laughs> the technical flub uh, squashed a lot of good first time points that we made on the other one. But uh, usually... The social media platforms that we use the most, they're not the great, greatest vehicles for getting anything out that we want to target to specific people. Mm-hmm. Um, namely, you guys, the people that check in regularly on the podcast and you know you, you digest the content. This is where we can actually spend a minute and it doesn't get absorbed by everything else that's going on on that platform. Mm-hmm. So when, if you're here and you're listening, thank you. It's just us. And we know that we can kind of make a case, put some context around it, and then hopefully we've got some closing arguments. And... It's been so crazy over the last six months that there just hasn't been a whole lot of free thought. It's been more adapt, adapt, mm-hmm. shift, pivot, you know, um, trying to find all these other ways to engage our businesses, um, which is usually lends to why there's sometimes a little bit of a uh, an air gap between shows. Perfect. But here or there, this is where we are. So. What the crux of this one was for for today is motivation was what we want to kind of key in on. We did a show, I think, way long ago mm-hmm. on motivation. There were some key things that we talked about as far as getting yourself out of bed, motivating your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. The, we look now after COVID and mm-hmm. we start talking about where's the motivation coming from. Right. Um, because if it's not innate, if you're not driven to do something on your own, um, it's never going to work if you've got to pull it from somebody else. Right. So w- what motivates you? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm asking you, Jen, so where does motivation come from? Um, and then what we'll kind of wrap this show up with is it will, we'll cover some, our own personal kind of ideas is where motivation comes from. Um, some closing talking points if you're trying to keep yourself on point, but also if you're listening to this with a spouse or you you want somebody that you care about to listen to this so that you guys can, pursue a journey together, mm-hmm. we'll close out with some tips for that too. Yep. Um, because if you are like me, you're going to resonate with what I say. If you're like Jen, you're going to resonate with what she says mm-hmm. because we're not the same. No. And if your person is a third personality type, 
the shit's not going to work. Okay. So you have to kind of meet them in the middle where they are. So what motive, what motivates you? What are you struggling with right now? I guess we'll go there. Um, so I would say that my biggest motivator for myself is uh, kind of a twofold. So I know that when my nutrition and fitness are both on track, that I feel my absolute best from the inside out. Okay. So it's everything from um, joints not hurting, no headaches, um, none of that stomach. I, I think we've talked about on the show before how if I eat something that doesn't agree with me, I actually look like I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I get like a huge bloated stomach um, that's also extremely painful. Um, so I don't have any of that. And then tying both nutrition and fitness still is that my physical appearance makes me feel more confident. So whether it's standing in front of the mirror, kind of giving myself a look over or putting on clothes and heading out. So my mental, I guess my mental clarity is better. The way I feel about myself is better. I feel the absolute best physically when I stay on my own track. Yeah. And so motivation for me to do so is just that, that overall feeling good, looking good for myself. I'd say that's it. Now, com- coming out of um, the year that we've had, and you know, now that here in Virginia the restrictions are up, uh, life is quickly running back to normal. Yeah. I mean, there's feels um, good. The, 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 everything, just everything, just feels great, right? I mean, it's almost like we're in a post-war era. Yep. Um, if you can imagine what it was like after you know VE Day and stuff, you know, um, when people just have more hope and optimism for the future, and looking at how you know our Past clients are coming out of the woodwork. Um, new clients are kind of creeping around now, so we're, we're engaging people, and some of them are embracing this new this new world. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I need to get myself back in shape. Yep. Um, and you've got others that everyone's there on their journey. But the motivators, what I would have thought, because I am the guy that's like, prepare for tomorrow today, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone else is like. Make up for the bad shit I did yesterday right. today. So, so your motivation is always looking forward. It's later, mm-hmm. right? So when you're saying, I think in my younger years, I was much more motivated. I was never motivated by how I felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I looked good and felt like shit, I was fine with that. <laughs> um, Take be- my picture. <laughs> because back then it was all about, you know, having having some having some biceps and, you know, having a great back and being shredded and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then as I got older, you start seeing, man, I feel like crap a lot. Yep. And once you get a taste of feeling great and stay there for a long time. So this is where it's harder for me because if I do everything that I'm supposed to, it's when I feel bad that I really feel bad. Mm-hmm. I, I don't exist in the middle space anymore. It's either I'm a hundred percent on or it's the worst day of my life. Absolutely. Um, so whether it's digestion issues, it's two or three nights of bad sleep. I turn into a zombie. Mm-hmm. My work falls apart. My um, focus falls apart. So even between us and our age difference, the motivators are different. Completely. You know, of yeah. course I want to feel good, but now that is the same as me breathing. Mm-hmm. So when I don't have that, it's like somebody suffocating me. It's like so I I don't work towards. I'm going to do this so that I feel better tomorrow. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I can't afford to feel bad ever because it affects me so drastically. Right. And then I'm a, I'm a child inside. So when I have a bad day, I want to suck my thumb right. and have a complete freaking <laughs> meltdown because I've had those days in the last year mm-hmm. where I'm running too hard, too fast on too little recovery and too little food. And it is the end of the world for me. Yep. I mean, 
that's where you've actually sent me to bed. Yes. And you're like, you need to stop what you're doing and go take a nap. Yep. Um, so motivate, and it's something I mentioned on the first draft, take one of this show. Um, <laughs> Never I, to be listened to. <laughs> it's lost forever. Um, someone will do a data recovery 50 years from now on an SD drive they find on the street, and it's going to have that lost episode in it. Um, I look at it like I'm running down the street, and I know that the world behind me is on fire. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird analogy, but it made sense to me. I don't stop every five or ten steps turn around and see where the fire's at. I just always assume it's right on me. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's my genetics. Mm -hmm. Um, That's age, genetics, you know, whatever's going to hit me later in life, um, I'm going to run away from that as far as I can. And my hope is that if I do turn around, I'm so far ahead, I can't see the danger. Right. And I think what a lot of folks are stuck doing nowadays is that they're they're barely a step away from the danger. Right. Whether it's bad blood sugar, obesity, um, you've got your family genetics creeping up on you. Yep. How you carry your weight. If you're shaped like an apple, you're more prone to heart attacks. If you're, more, if you're shaped like a pear, you're more prone to cancers. Right. Right? So your physical self kind of gives way to what your future holds. Mm-hmm. But what we see um, now, COVID be damned, I thought people would be all about it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get taken out by a stupid Chinese created, you know, virus mm-hmm. that's not going to get me. So I'm going to get my shit together. Right. That's not happening. Right. People are relying on the vaccine and they're like, well, the vaccine will save me. And they're still not motivated to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I thought the most, one of the most interesting things that we found out last year, um, because we actually are people who go to all of our annual doctor's appointments and we aren't. I'm going to say afraid in air quotes to get blood panels run and everything else because we are, it is where we are the same. We both want to know what our insides look like. Mm-hmm. The outside's kind of obvious what it looks like. But when we were at um, our doc, our primary, he had said, you know, everybody's joking about the, the COVID-15 and everything. And he said, but the scary thing is it's really the COVID-30. Yep. And because we're in the fitness industry and because our gym closed and you and I were front and center, the two people on camera for months, we didn't miss a step in there. So there was no, you know, COVID one pound Mm -hmm. because I don't know for myself. I can't say it's because I cared that somebody was going to watch the video and go, it looks like Jen's up two pounds. For me, it was, you are just, we kept our routine. We woke up. We still, we still ate well. We still got in our, you know, I think then we were doing five, um, five lives a week and we still kept our routine. So we didn't just go, well, you know, F it, our work sent us home and we're not going to see anybody except for zoom. So we can be in, you know, pajama bottoms and a nice blouse, but we actually had to do the work on a camera pretty much i think we started like the day after they were like don't open yes so pretty we, cool we attacked that pretty hard yeah i was motivated by two things how did i look and my performance because and you, you didn't want me to keep kicking your butt you were crushing me I know, and I knowing that, and knowing that people were there watching of a fitness professional mm-hmm. i'm like these people are never going to follow us mm-hmm. if i'm leading poor example right. and i don't remember if i talked about this in my when we first opened the gym and I started doing this professionally, I was like, I'll just be the guy that'll do the shitty work. Right. Because if you, uh, the analogy is once you, once somebody broke the five minute mile, mm-hmm. the four minute mile, 
the next guy said, if he can do it, I can do it. I love and, that. And the idea, and that's how I've always done things. If I see somebody that's successful, I'm not pissed at that person. I'm like, I'm going to destroy you. Exactly. And that motivates me to be uh, better. Mm-hmm. So my initial start in the gym, I was like, I'm not going to get preachy. I'm just going to live by example. Yeah. I'm not going to come down on anybody. I'm not going to give them what's what. I'm just, they're going to see that it's possible for them yep. and they're going to want to keep up. Mm-hmm. And what has happened is people are just, I think what it did is like, that's too much work. I'm not doing that. Right. And you don't live like that. You're, you're probably 75, 80% of the way I live. Yep. And people associate well with you because like, Oh no, that that's more realistic. Absolutely. You know, I, well, Jen's doing it. Jen's happy and she can live her life. Brian's obsessive, but Jen's not so much obsessive. So I'm going to do what Jen does. Right. So shocker, you've got the ability to create greater rapport with people. Mm-hmm. So the motivation there is people see you do things and like, how did you, how did you get those arms? How mm-hmm. do you do shoulders? You know, your clothes look great. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. People come up to me and they're like, yeah, that's Brian. He doesn't count. You know, because it's, we we know how you live and nobody wants that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I've created such a gap between what real people are going to do mm-hmm. and somebody that does this for a living. Right. I haven't been able to create that, um, that bridge. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting is that the people that I do one-on-one with, the ones I'm the most successful with, they are like me. Absolutely. Um, they probably don't want to admit it. Shocker. It's a smaller number, right? But they're willing to put in the time, do the work. Um, one of the other analogies we talked about was the ideal client for my ideal client mm-hmm. is somebody that if they're on a bicycle, bicycles on a, a road that has a 1% downhill, mm-hmm. I can give them a push and that thing's going to continue on for a pretty long distance. Mm-hmm. I might have to come up and give them another bump. But they're, they're, we're mutually seeking the outcome right. together. And I don't have to turn around and watch because gravity is going to do its work and they're going to follow and they just have to ride. Mm-hmm. The other type of client is one that is on a bicycle, but there's a 1% upgrade. Mm-hmm. And that 1% upgrade means you've got to constantly stay there and you're constantly pushing, driving, and you're mm-hmm. trying to do things to keep them progressing forward. But if you're not there, eventually that 1% grade uphill, mm-hmm. they'll stop. And they'll be like, this sucks. You know, I, I don't want to be here. The guy over there on the downhill grade, he's much further than me. So I just give up. Yeah. But nobody recognizes that those two paths are a choice. Absolutely. You can choose to be resistant to everything that comes into your life and find, you know, time, money, resources. I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I'm too this. And those people, they die early. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. What the, What my time in this business has done is it's made me a little bit more... The word's not unapproachable. Stern, mm-hmm. right? It's That's like a good word for it's you. like I've had my doctor tr- say nicer things to me than I say to some of my clients. Mm-hmm. And the doctors, they're paid big dollars, mm-hmm. and they're able to just back off. They're like, "Hey, if you don't want to listen to what I say, I'll just see you in a year and take your blood work again." Nice job, Bob. You're not dead yet. You know that's that's the doctor's approach. Don't die in my office. Mm-hmm. And if something big pops up, we'll take care of it. But otherwise, you go do life. It in our business. People come up like, my mom's got diabetes. My father died young. My mm-hmm. kids are overweight. I'm overweight. I don't know where to begin. Wow, that should be a lot of motivation. Right. And it's not. It isn't. But I think I'm going to go back to um, you talking about like the clients and stuff you're successful with. So I would say um, 
number one, it's great that we do the one-on-one because it really allows us to get to know people because in that group environment that we love, sometimes it's hard to know what people are struggling with and motivation is huge. For sure. But with you, I would say a big difference with us with uh, motivation and who's attracted to you versus me, we are both going to see the BS. You're not going to have a smile on your face and I will. You're going to call them on it right there in their face (laughs) as they're standing there, probably wanting to die a little bit inside. Whereas I'm going to go, oh, really? And then it's going to be like, okay, well... When you get back on, you know, the in body or the this, your numbers are actually going to tell me what you're doing. So here's your here's your opportunity to come clean. Oh yeah, people lie people lie to her face. It's funny, but I don't know if it's, um, I don't know. Maybe on this and this is a completely different show, but it's I don't know if it's maybe afraid of you know disappointing their coaches or their uh-huh. you know whoever it is. But I think the biggest thing that helps us and helps us to encourage you is knowing what you are motivated by. So if if it is a simple, sometimes I don't think it's, the motivation might not be there if it's like, well, my doctor said I need to lose 20 pounds. Because in your mind, you can go, they don't know how active I am. They don't actually make my dinner with me. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't know what they're talking about. So you know what, forget it. Or you have the opposite that becomes, you know, your doctor may not help guide you in a positive direction to lose that. It's just, mm, we'll see what's up. The the only true way, here's a weird, so I'll, I'll wrap Christianity into this. So let's look at it if you're really willing to make a change. So mm-hmm. if you go to, if you go get baptized. Mm-hmm. And you you decide I'm Christian. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Jesus, and this is gonna be my thing. Mm-hmm. Your the symbolic the sim the symbolicity of symbolicity is that a word? Symb- the symbolic symbolic yes the symbolic symbolicity. I just made up a word. We're gonna start using it. The sim symbol. What the fuck word am I? Symbolic. Trying? No, I'm thinking of something else. Symbolism. The symbolism. <laughs> the act of baptism demonstrates the old dying and the new re- being reborn. Correct. That needs to happen when you actually make a new lifestyle decision. So when you come to your own, come to fitness, Jesus, Mm -hmm. and you're like, my old self needs to die Mm -hmm. and my new needs to be reborn. No one looks at it that extreme. It's not your soul on the line. So there's not that heavy and hard conversation. Right. But the reality is if you can't let go of the past, you're never going to have a future. Mm -hmm. Not the way you think it is. If you think that short term in a gym or even a six week diet or a six week challenge, that is not your rebirth moment. Right. The rebirth moment is when you say, I feel so good, I never want to go back. Exactly. Because I can tell you, it's not the weight that motivates people because we have helped thousands of freaking people get in it's phenomenal shape. Thousands of pounds. And they will, they'll undo it in a flash, in yes. a season. They're like, I'm done. Yep. And the idea that we always have time to redo that, you know, and as you get older, I've seen it, my older clients, there's only so many times in your life you're going to put up with the bullshit mm-hmm. of going through that change. Of course. Because you know it took 12 weeks two years ago. Mm-hmm. You've been off because of COVID. Life sucks. Things are hard. Yep. But now you're 50. Yep. And you're like, I'm not doing that shit again. I've yes. done it. You know, Because it's the 12 weeks you put in a couple of years ago is not going to be the same as the 12 weeks today. It is harder. One, you've it's kind of every year. you've torn off one of those stubs on your ticket list and... There's only so many of those left. Yep. And every time you come back, 
your hormones have changed, your cells have changed, the way you function changes, the way you sleep changes. If there's more stress in your life, it's never the same again. So you've gotten the results. Everything's going great. You stop. You are now on that 1% uphill grade. Yep. Right, where everything you do is a struggle mm-hmm. and difficult and hard, and the mental game isn't there because you know oh, what yeah. you gave up. Yes, but and if you, you want to talk lack of motivation, dude, because you know it. it's you are going to work ten times as hard. You're going to have to change up the routine that you've loved every single day for the last five years. Yeah, and you're going to have to look a, a hard look in the mirror and say. Do I really want to make the changes that I need to, to continue to feel good, look good, or whatever your motivating factors are? There was a dude that stopped by the gym recently. Um, He's uh, 63 now. And through our short dialogue, he had mentioned how up into his 50s, he was uh, active in martial arts. He was active in rock climbing. He was active, 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 active. And he had said, he goes, finally, one day I was just like, I need a break. That break lasted 10 years. And now he's sitting Absolutely. and he goes, I don't know what I was thinking. Because now he's busted, moves bad, um, said he doesn't look anything like what he used to. Mm-hmm. So they stepped off the wagon. If he, if it would have been approached like a rebirth, right? Even in Christianity, being a Christian is hard. Sometimes people give up. Yes. And sometimes people take a break. Of course. Um, the difference is Jesus will always make it easy to come back. Exactly. But your body will not, right? <laughs> so it's going to suck. <laughs> so while Jesus forgives, your body does not. Um, That's a good t-shirt. Thank you. Um when I first started getting all my certs and I was doing all my credentials uh, over a decade ago now, Precision Nutrition was one of the ones with nutrition that I felt was very cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, chew your food well and, you know, put your fork down between. I was like, oh, this is common sense stuff. Make people eat slower. Yep. Think about your food and be smarter. Now they're getting into the neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP. And I was like, all right, this is where the industry's going. I need to psychologically hose people mm-hmm. to make them think that getting in shape is their idea. Right. Is this not the most insane thing you've ever heard? Yes. Because even the government didn't even look at us as essential people. But here I am as the psychologist, the the bottom tier medical person trying to keep you alive and healthy. Right. Um, but still the government says, you're entertainment. Mm-hmm. But here I am learning things that doctors don't even do. Doctors don't do NLP. They're not working on, you know... Tell me why you think that you shouldn't be worried about your cholesterol. And let's find some way to make you think this way. So... The fitness community, I think, is changing now that we're looking at so much online and so much digital. They don't talk to you. They don't know you. They don't care about you, right? I don't care who calls your name out on a bike ride. They don't They don't know anything about what you're struggling with. Right. So the motivation needs to come from you. Yep. Yeah. And I would say for anybody struggling with finding the motivation is, you know, I don't remember how long it says till you know, you make something a habit and all of that. I think it's 14 to 21 days. Yeah. It's somewhere in so, there. What you need to do is just decide on your start date. Um, I'm a not a believer and you should start on a Monday. So like decide today what your first step is going to be and know that once you decide it, you are immediately not going to want to do it. So if it's like go out, you know, go out and find a gym, start joining the world again. Maybe you've been at home working out. Um, go sign up or go do your trial. You're not going to want to. Right. But do it. And then the cool thing is, then you're going to want to because your motivation is going to be, I've made friends. Yep. The exercises feel good. Holy crap, I can see a muscle. I've lost a pound. So my encouragement for you, and I'm sure Brian's encouragement as well, 
do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Make one positive change in the right direction and see how quickly you find that when you zipped up those jeans that didn't fit you last year, there's some motivation. Or when you go to the doctor and they're like, congratulations on a healthy BMI, motivation. Prescription drugs. You, oh, you can come off of those now or let's lower your dose. Motivation. It, it does come, I think, even if it's not there right at the beginning. You just have to do the initial piece to get the, the momentum going. Exactly. Now, real quickly, we had, I had mentioned in the beginning that um, if you are coming to where this kind of dialogue is helping you get yourself centered and started, yep. um, and if you've got a significant other that will listen to this, mm-hmm. um, I've always been a fan of writing yourself a commitment letter. Mm-hmm. Don't write it to another person because your success isn't hinged on anybody else. Absolutely. If you can't bring it to the table... No one else can make you bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. So if you and your person, you and your significant other are trying to get this journey going, if they're not coming to the table with the same kind of um, end goal in mind, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. So mm-hmm. don't, don't be uh, abusive about suggesting to somebody that they do this. You know, hey, look, see what they said? You need to do this. You need to think like that. That won't work. Um, and as this person transitions, because if it's difficult setting the alarm clock earlier mm-hmm. and it's harder going to bed early and it's, you know, you... It's a late night. You didn't get to the grocery store. You just want to go to Arby's. You know, mm-hmm. there's things they are going to re- uh, represent challenges and roadblocks as you get started. Mm-hmm. Anticipate those. Mm-hmm. Plan ahead with your food. Plan ahead with your outfits before yep. you go to the gym. Plan Absolutely. ahead with setting your alarm clock. You know, if you do those things to kind of prepare yourself, you'll overcome them when the challenges hit. But if you just fly at this casual and you're like, well, just let whatever comes, mm-hmm. comes because it's going to cause arguments. And it's going to be disappointment because yep. one, you're not going to want to do it by yourself. Two, you're worried about your person's health and they won't motivate themselves to take care of it. So now you're on the track and they're not on track and yep. you're hoping to live till 80 and they're not going to make it to 70. Mm-hmm. These are conversations people have to have when they get older. Um, be kind and gentle. Um, give them positive encouragement as much as you can, but let their motivation kind of be inspired by your commitment. I like that. Don't, um, don't try to give them your motivation. Right. Oh, you it know, doesn't work. No. If I jumped up and down in front of Jen in the morning and turned the lights on and just said, let's go. Oh my gosh. She would pull the covers overhead and kick me out of the house. And probably cry. But she knows <laughs> that if I just quietly go downstairs, she knows, shit, he's up. Yep. I'm going to get up. Yep. And I'm just going to go do it. I hear him doing his thing. I'm going to go do my thing. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of how it grows. Mm-hmm. And if you guys can commit to the three weeks, let's just put the long side of it, 21 days, I can guarantee you're going to feel so much better Yes. that your reason, your motivations for continuing will be higher. Yes. Or even show up That's if right. there was nothing in the beginning. That's right. So motivation is tricky. You got to dig into it. If you're post COVID, you know, whether you got the shot or didn't get the shot, we don't want to be susceptible. You know, um, as I'd mentioned, I'm not going to make it easy for age genetics or some virus to get me. I want to fight as much as possible. Absolutely. I'll do what I have to, to stay out of the, you know, Stay out of Fury's path. See, we are alike in one way. There one. we go. There's one. We ready? There's down. one. <laughs> All right, brilliant. So, thank you so much, guys, for jumping on. Um, more to come within this vein. Um, what we're hoping out of this next season is to kind of just get into knuckling down and doing the hard work. I know that that's a priority for me when I'm talking to people. It's like, where do you want to be in six months? I'm Absolutely. not talking short term anymore because um, it doesn't last. Um, it's not a summer fling as far as fitness goes, right? It's, it's meant to be something you commit to. Yep. 
And we're hoping to change your mind and get you into that same thought process. Absolutely. All right. Anything to close with? No, just uh, decide decide to do something today and do it. Don't wait till Monday. Yeah, don't wait till Monday. Even if it's just adding steps. Exactly. Do something. Do something. Decide. As soon as you listen to this, decide on something and go for it. Brilliant. All right, guys. Have a fantastic day. We'll catch you on the next one. Yay. Later. Bye.